Hello and welcome to another episode of Not a UX Designer. This is a podcast about building better products and the people that make it happen. Today on the show, I will be having a conversation with a young lady. Her name is Lesejo and she's a recruiter within the UX space in South Africa. She'll be giving us an inside overview of how recruiters understand the role of the UX designer, how employees are looking at the role of the UX designer and what you need to expect or at least our understanding of the conversation at the level that recruiters and employees are having uh, when they are looking at your work as a UX designer. So if you are somebody within the UX design space and are looking to seal the deal on that new job or would like to just have a deeper understanding of the perspective that employees actually have uh, when they're looking for candidates for UX design jobs, then this is the podcast you want to be listening to. So enjoy the show. So it's always very interesting introducing myself. I tell people, ah man, just tell everyone just a little bit about yourself. And when the wheels have turned, it's always a bit funny. Uh, but look, I think I'd like to to describe myself as uh, the person who helps people find jobs and helps uh, companies find the very pers- very best people to 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 work for them. You know. Um, I think that's what I do. That's not who I am. That's just what I do. Uh, who I am at heart is a scholar in the social sciences and legal studies. Uh, I think I went for that route because I had a very strong belief in social responsibility. Okay. And the idea, of course, that I have is, 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 is to sort of kind of influencing people's lives uh, as, as a form of giving back in what I do. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Uh, great listener, I love observing, watching. And uh, by the time I come in with my influence or my advice and guidance, it's from a point of respect for the situation as the situation is. It's from a point of uh, respect, respect for what the thing is before I speak to how I think the thing is. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I have an eight month old incredible baby and I'm crazy about him as well as my little burble puppy. Cool. We can hear the baby in the background. So uh, to the <laughs> listeners of the podcast, we've got a third guest just for you guys to be aware. So yeah, you will hear our third guest in the background, sort of like, you know, giving in the input. So yeah, thank you so much for that introduction, Lissawa. I think it's such a cool way to approach how to, um, how to introduce yourself. Usually you really find people who just uh, introduce themselves around what they do so i feel like most of the people in this world today have been consumed with you know their careers we've literally become our careers and we usually introduce ourselves as hi i am barima and i 
I do X, you know, and we forget that we've got uh, this other perspective outside of our work world, outside of our careers, that is really, um, you know, the person who we are, the human being that was born and put into this world to, to, to do all these different things. So I think that was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much, Lisa. Um, so jumping into um, the introduction on the topic that we want to discuss today, uh, I shared this with you earlier on, uh, but just uh, to give our listeners a heads up uh, around what we'll be talking around today is um, I really wanted to discuss um, the whole landscape around um, around hiring and the perspective of hiring UX designers, especially within the South African context, because I feel like we are a very special um, case and you know we are unique in our own way uh, so like uh, Lisa has mentioned she you know works within the space of uh, joining the best talent with you know uh, some of the businesses that she works with and really helps breathe, breathe, bridge that gap uh, of talent and the people who are looking for the talent so Lisa if we can jump right into um, the first uh, part of the podcast that, you know, um, I want to discuss this topic around. Um, what do companies think UX designers actually do? Yeah, look, I mean, that's a very, that's always a, always twofold, I think. Uh, and I think the first way in which we could sort of flesh out what companies think UX designers do is by asking why companies would actually be interested in UX designers. And I think it first needs to come through an understanding of, of, of what UX design is, right? And we all, of course, know that what, what UX design is. And uh, businesses or companies are now starting to buy in, at least to a very uh, elementary level, starting to buy into... Uh, designing and creating products that speak to the very arbitrary factors like human emotion, desires, and attitudes. Do you know what I mean? And they're now at a place where they're wanting to commit. I think that's 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 the, that's the right choice of word. They're now wanting to commit to uh, the the journey and the process. They've acknowledged that their customers or their users needs have evolved. And so they now need to evolve with their users as well. Uh, They have realized that for a tool or a product to simply be functional is no longer enough for people. Uh, People people want the experience. there was an example that I once heard that, you know, someone asked the audience, how many of you have Apple devices? And a couple of people raised their hands in the audience. And the following question was, how many of you still have the packaging, the box <laughs> that uh, your Apple device came in? And it was overwhelming. A lot of people had their hands raised because, you know, it's, 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 it's the feel and the, and the, and the, and the, and the emotions are evoked by having that device. So I think it's a full experience. experience. So I think what's happening, you're right. I think what's happening now is that companies, businesses, and I'll use the two terms interchangeably, companies and businesses, they're starting to acknowledge that they need to cater for these very arbitrary 
uh, factors like desire and attitude more if not equally as functionality um and 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 factors that speak to what makes the product the best in the market or a, a service and an offering the best in the market um is a little bit more than just you know does it look nice it it's, does it how does it make the person feel so that's 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 why so that's remember like i said this is the first sort of part in in, in breaking down why what what companies think UX designers do so they've understood that there is this aspect and i think in in figuring out and companies figuring out okay so how do we then speak to this evolving user this evolving customer uh they figured oh wait there there's a trend going on and and let's be honest that's how that's that's, that's honestly how most companies of UX UX design and designers um there's a trend where these are the people who are actually able to lead us down that path um and would that could be good. It, yeah would you call it trend that is driven by a fear of missing out hmm i think less fear of missing out but uh, more an idea or rather a recognition that Look, we've, 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 we 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 understand what we need to do to speak the language uh you know our customers language our users language um but now we just don't have the tools to 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 speak that language so it's it's I don't think it's a it's a fear of missing out you know I think it definitely is them trying to to speak to their customers and 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 yeah the challenge I guess will will we can touch on it later but the challenge here is that um without proper respect and understanding of 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 who and what UX designers do and are they're unable as companies or businesses to fully commit to the process of involving design thinking throughout every pocket that involves a user or customer in their business you know um So there is a little bit of a misunderstanding there's there's the understanding of we're interested in UX designers because I think they're the people who can help us speak to our customers and then there's the part where hmm but now it looks like this is a lot of work it you know I thought these were the guys that were going to come in and make things look pretty I thought that these were the guys that were just going to take our strategy and build user friendly products. <laughs> It's not just that simple. Yeah, I I I totally understand where you're coming from. So you mentioned something when you started explaining, you know, uh you said we all know what UX design uh to me um that like UX design is a very vague term uh because mm-hmm. I've sort of seen it built up to what it is today from the days of, you know, around 10 years ago. in South Africa we didn't have that terminology UX design it was more around just graphic design and building products that are mm. user centric mm. and then human centered design came along and then design mm. thinking came along and mm. then UX UI design sort of like came along what mm. is your definition if you could give us like sort of like a very quick um paragraph length definition of what UX design means from a 
from a recruiter perspective mm. and also from your own understanding perspective of what UX design means mm. in people's general, you know, sort of like terminology. So look, I mean, I think uh, definitely going to go into the definition now. I, I, I want to remember to park the sort of evolution of UX design from 10 years ago, where it came in from a very graphic design kind of uh, perspective. So look, the definition that I, 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 I'm, I'm using or leaning on um, is one from the, uh, is it the Interaction Design Foundation, right? Uh, well, a murray of that and a little bit of, 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 of what I've mentioned already, which is to call it a process, right? Um, lo- looking at UX design as a process that is employed by, this is a very, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very simplistic form of definition. It's a very simplistic definition. It's, it's, it's not one that's very uh, complicated or in-depth, you know. But in the simplest form, in my opinion and from my view, I think I agree with the definition of the the, the foundation here that says that it's, it's, it's a process, right? It's a process that is employed by a team of designers in order for them to create products or a product that will provide a meaningful and relevant experience to the users of that product, all right? Um, and of course, then, with that being said, there, there, there. Then questions of what does this process involve? And the process involves quite a number of things, like usability, like functionality, and we mentioned earlier on experience. So uh, the designers themselves need to come in, sort of understanding the science, you know, of 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 of, of creating these products, leaning on human emotion, desires, attitudes, and 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 those kind of arbitrary factors. You know, uh, but for all intents and purposes, it would just be a process. Um, a process, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So let's unpack the, the the long history of UX designers coming from you know sort of like the graphic design background. Um, tell us your comments on on, on that. <sighs> you know, I think uh, it. It has evolved, you know. Um, it has evolved now, where you know we started off with with graphic designers who worked on on, on branding, you know, on on on, on banners, on logos, um, and I think that with all due respect, graphic designers probably have a higher propensity to move swiftly in a in a user interface direction okay then they would just off the bat moving into 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 a user experience direction and 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 I, and I want to qualify that that very bold statement by saying that one of the one of one of the the sort of issues that I've come to to, to see is uh, a very incredibly talented uh, and creative graphic designer or digital designer uh, having some, you know, knowledge of wireframing and prototyping as a mere step within the 
bigger UX design process thinking that they can be a user experience designer. Uh, and, 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 and it's a, it's, 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 it's a little bit of, of a stretch, you know? And I think that given the fact that UX design in South Africa is still, 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 still not, not finding its feet with regards to, uh, there being quality talent, but finding its feet with regard to that conflict or impasse that I mentioned business having earlier on where they understand that they need the designers, but there's something that inhibits them from fully committing to the entire design thinking process or integrating the entire design thinking process within their organizations or corporates. Uh, So if you have someone who isn't treating UX design as a science, as a a career, as, 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 as a path, with the kind of delicacy that it needs, we're kind of moving backwards. You know, I think that graphic designers are incredible and th- their skill set is something that is, 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 is needed within. And I don't want to be a, 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 a labelist and I don't want to be, a, you know, people in containers. I definitely don't want to do that. I think when someone has grown from a graphic designer and, 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 and actually has the expertise of a UX, UI product designer, over time, you know, through experience and, and, and of course having worked on a number of different projects that they can go back to and show their design thinking, that's completely something different. Uh, but I mean, I'd, yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I share a lot of sentiment around that specific journey because that was sort of like my career path exactly. I came from a very sort of like artisty type of uh, background and eventually it evolved, you know, um, into UX design. And for me, it was really, you know, the turning point when I started working in the e-learning industry and there was an aspect of empathy that had to be applied for you to be under- to, for you to understand how people learn. And that is how I got exposed to UX design. But I, I, I totally understand the sentiments that you're sharing there uh, when it comes from, you know, people who just want to jump into this and, you know, um, user interface design or, or let me call it pretty pictures is really a small aspect of things or even like the prototyping and the wireframing is a very small aspect of uh, of understanding what UX design really is. Um, so moving on to the next question, um, as a recruiter, what what is what are some of the attributes that you look for in a in a UX designer when you're hiring? Okay, um, I like that question quite a bit, and I think I've probably touched on it a little bit, you know, uh, and it, it 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 speaks to 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 someone having the respect and appreciation for their craft. Uh, I think when you, when you sort of have that idea, uh, or rather that, you know, yeah, when you sort of have that idea and the solid understanding of, 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 of your role, um, you're responsible, Marima. Uh, I think, I think for me that the biggest thing is, 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 is looking for responsible individuals who understand what they're doing. Um, it's like recruiting for, uh, a sniper, you know, 
you can't just get someone off the street who has a gun license and who's operated a gun. It needs to be someone who understands every single aspect of what being a sniper is all about. That's probably really drastic of an example to use. Uh, yeah, but I mean, extreme example. <laughs> it's very extreme. It really is extreme. Um, I tend to go from north to 500 sometimes, but I think the, the, the sort of the sort of point I'm trying to, to drive through is here's the thing there, you know, the art of building a CV, the art of building a portfolio, all that information is really available on the Internet. You know, um, I don't need to I've never needed to sit down and coach anyone uh, on how to 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 do those things but i think the key thing uh that makes people stand out that makes the kind of quote unquote great people that i say i help find jobs i uh, get really awesome jobs is, is 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 by actually dealing with responsible individuals people who are deliberate in what they're doing um and people who are passionate i think that for me is what i'm looking for and then of course on the more realistic if we want to say that um side of things uh, then we're looking at uh, you know well thought out compilations of of their previous works you know uh, because for all intents and purposes a prospective employer is not going to have the privilege that i would have had of first speaking to verima through an interview uh they're going to see their works they're going to see verima's works first before they speak to Verima and the work needs to speak on Verima's behalf to say this is how I think when I go about solving problems this is how I think when I am faced with xyz and here's a, a you know a bit of a, a snippet on of, of, of the work that I've done in the past and that then says okay listen I actually want to have this guy come forward and I, I'd like to I'd like to to hear how he thinks I can see now what he does um, I want to hear now how he does what he does. And I think that then is carried across when, 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 when the interview actually takes place. Okay. So you're basically saying that there is a huge demand of showing the skills and sort of like the efforts that you put in mm. um, upfront. So a portfolio is always very important to have mm. that upfront to actually have the conversation with with employers uh, especially on a level that is a little bit higher than uh than you the recruiter because um the person that is higher than you won't have the privilege of uh interviewing the person and exploring you know your personality and all of that stuff mm, mm. 100% also verima um there 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 are all sorts of bureaucracies that are involved behind the hiring process on a company's point of view uh verima might have the vision um to bring on board 10 uh incredible product designers but verima needs to be able to substantiate and justify each and every one of those 10 product designers that he's going to be hiring to the company's stakeholders and business stakeholders and these things these 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 quote unquote uh points of evidence assist in that in that regard you know i mean you mentioned something that was very important i absolutely agree with you uh the, the portfolio is important i have so many clients to this day that say listen i'm not going to be able to give you feedback on a cv without a portfolio because i need to see what process this person employs when they're solving problems because i mean as you will know as 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 you will very well know verima 
when you are hiring and, and, and I know you've been in a position where you've sat in a panel and you were hiring before, but when you're hiring, you're not looking for only the end product of what came up. You know, you want to hear what the business issue is, but more importantly, you want to know what process the person employed in getting to the desired um, solution or problem solution. So those are the kinds of things that we look out for when, 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 when we're recruiting, we want to know how you go about doing what you do um, and where are your strengths. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, moving on swiftly. Um, so you mentioned earlier on uh, that there is some level of sort of like misunderstanding. So businesses are starting to see the value of UX design. That's why they are jumping on sort of like the trend. Uh, it's not really like a fear of missing out, as you said, you know, it's really like they're seeing the value and they understand that this is capacity that they need to create within their businesses and companies. Um, but because of that mismatch, what are some of the things that um, you see happening to UX designers? So what are the roles or, or tasks or things that are UX designers expected, expected to do, uh, yeah. by yeah by by business. So sort of yeah. like the real life situation that mm. you know um, businesses actually hire UX designers. What are mm. designers that are hired then expected to do? What are those roles? How do they look like? You know, it's evolving now, right? It's evolving now. So look, I mean, I I, I, I I'm, I'm no I'm no veteran recruiter. Um, I came into to, to this um, role just over three years ago, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, immerse myself in the UX sort of design culture and space in about 2017. So I've spoken to quite a number of people, and I mean, there was a, there was a point when I remember I was assisting. Um, there were three people I was moving from one organization to another. And, you know, this one gentleman, he's, 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 he's a product designer, uh, incredibly creative individual. Um, and his heart is for the FinTech ecosystem, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's so, mm, I don't want to say stifling, but it's so limiting. So it, let, me not, let me not say it is, it can be. It can be so limiting to be a creative within a bank as a UX designer or a UI designer, even worse. Now here you are a creative in a bank and now add to that, you are in design. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, essentially trying to get approval for your approval. Um, and he found his, 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 his passion for, for the creative slipping away, you know, because of course, then the, 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 the other real factors like the fact that his pay, his job pays, but he wants to be able to do what he loves, um, in a place that he loves as well. So, you know, this is where the, the part where businesses are jumping on to saying, we know we need UX designers, but when they're, when they come on board, the roles that they're expected to do don't necessarily represent 
who the UX designer is. If you take a UI designer, if you take, for instance, someone who is incredibly creative, there's some organizations that say, look, I don't think I'll be able to quench your uh, ambition or, or, or your creativity, you know? Um, and sometimes that courtesy doesn't come before the appointment. That courtesy comes when the person is already an employee. And, you know, the sort of kickbacks that they're receiving from stakeholders are incredibly, incredibly defeating. So the roles that, you know, designers are expected to play sometimes are very almost expected to uh, afterthoughts. You know, we'll, we'll design, we'll design and create the product. And then you just have to have a look at it afterwards and tell us what what, what we need to make it user-friendly. You know, that's what you'll play. That's, that's the role you play. Uh, and UXs are incredibly, or can be incredibly strategic individuals, you know? And sometimes involving them at the end of the process um, tends to undo all the work because during testing phases, uh, we might find that there was a misunderstanding in uh, the need that the product was meant to cater for, you know, and that could have been avoided completely by including the designer from the beginning. Um, and perhaps as, 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 as we watch the space grow, which I say, you know, I believe it is starting to grow, uh, UX researchers are then involved from the get-go or can be, should be involved from the get-go. There's more and more of a buy-in for, for the design space and, and for the expectation uh, that, 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 that designers should play in, in, in corporates. And I think this will then kind of almost speak to, you know, the next point that you want to raise. Um, but an observation that I've, 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 I've kind of made is, is I think until we have UXs sitting as stakeholders, sitting in executive positions, the sort of kickback of the conflict between what business says that they need and what business allows you to do as a UX designer will sort of that 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 sort of that gap will sort of close slowly but surely start to close until the two align. You know, we'll we'll stop seeing the misalignment of of those two realities when more critical decision makers that are sitting in, in, in setting up strategy at a very high level of the bigger corps. Very, I need to, I need to put that as, as a disclaimer of the bigger corps are now informing the strategy and the expectation of, 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 of a designer's role in a, in a corp and the actual, uh, what should be done kind of meet and, and, and align. So, so now that you've mentioned that, there's like more and more questions that are coming out of my head. Uh, mm. But I think uh, just to filter them down into one main thing, I think maybe the question is, so since now we understand that that is the landscape that we have and there's sort of like a mismatch around businesses actually understand what the value of UX design bring. It sounds mm. like there is still a framework or, you know, old infrastructure that is not letting the value of design penetrate uh, to actually bring the value that, you know, the designers mm. are hired for. Mm. How do you see UX designers uh, being more influential or actually climbing up into, you know, these executive roles? Mm. Uh, what are some of the skills uh, that they need to look at 
um, what are some of the things that they could do to be able to become influential people to be able to sell design to businesses? Hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing, Varima, is passion. I think uh, you can take any anyone and teach them how to do anything, but the passion is something that goes a long way. Um, the skills are, are important, and I think everything is available on the internet. I can learn how to become a UX or CX designer and researcher through self-study on the internet by reading a great deal of literature, right? Uh, there's a lot that I can do to educate myself on how to be influential. There's a lot that I can do to teach myself how to have communication and uh, uh, conversations rather at a high level. I can I can get an MBA things to do. I can if I if I want to go that route of 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 wanting accreditation to be considered a a a a a decision maker. I, I can I can I can I can gather all the permission and accolades that I think I should be able to gather. But if there is no passion to see it's through unfortunately as you rightfully put it the existing infrastructure will weigh a person down um if you don't if one doesn't have that i believe that this is my social responsibility or i believe in 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 social justice i if, if there isn't something bigger than the fact that this is a job for you then I don't think that that I, I don't think you'll be able to to infiltrate primarily primarily within the bigger corporations, um, with the smaller sort of marketing and and, and and advertising agencies. I think there the buy-in is very clear, but on a bigger scale, where the giants who are actually impacting the lives of millions is involved, and when I say giants, I'm talking about the fintech companies and suretech companies one needs to be passionate about about this because because the kind of bureaucracies will weigh a person down you know you can have all the tools that you need to on strategizing and be as extremely people-centric as you are but there's an aspect of passion that needs to drive you to getting to that level and pushing through uh the difficulty and the challenge and introducing fully integrated design thinking in, in, in into an existing framework and an existing infrastructure um a passion to know when to build and when to break down not yourself but i mean the the the, the infrastructure the existing sort of you know yeah. i don't think that we should go this way isn't there a cheaper way for us to and this is very low level kind of kickbacks from stakeholders isn't there a more cost effective way that we can reach those results no there isn't uh, but to sort of change the thinking where that's not the first kickback that comes up, you know, um, is, is is something that I think you can go learn how to be strategic. But 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 to stick through it is, is something that requires passion. And that's why when I mentioned what I specifically as a recruiter look for in 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 designers, 
is the passion is the respect is the is the appreciation for what you are doing because that is far more than just a job um and even with clients who are looking for someone to do a job i i, I very respectfully say I, i can't i can't help you i think you can find someone else to help you if you're just looking for another number um yeah i, I want to add i want to add yeah yeah that's that's great so thank you so much for that so do you see um sort of like um recruiters having a role in this conversation on how they could change the perspective of organization um the perspective of design to organizations do you see yourself in the role that you play currently having the ability to be able to influence and sell design better to businesses um yes and no yes and no i think that um yes and no i think okay. that when 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 you are a recruiter who is uh conscientious about your ability to consult if you're an advisor and an influencer then sure i definitely see myself playing that role you know um but when you see yourself as simply getting people jobs then i don't think you're able to have that conversation because the bigger picture isn't something that you're you're seeing I think the difference here with with me and like many other passionate um recruiters is 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 the fact that I I I think the conversation needs to be had and um perhaps because I've been involved in both sides of the conversations where I understand why business will want a portfolio uh I can I can speak to talent in a way that talent will understand why they need to provide a portfolio. And when I speak to, you know, the client and explain to them, well, this person doesn't have one right now. Uh and it's because they currently have a job. I I I what I'm trying to say is I've had experience with having conversations on both sides of the table and bringing the other party to understand where the other side comes from where the opposite respective side comes from as an example when i'm using the portfolios but building on that is to say that i think that there is definitely room and there's definitely a place uh for deliberate um an intentional sort of recruiters to 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 be involved in in changing the way in which this the sort of conversation is happening Cool. I'm so, not sure if I'm not sure if I'm articulating that 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 properly um very much. I think I think I I I I totally get it. Um I sort of like understand, you know, you so you mentioned those two perspectives to this uh recruiting role. Uh that's basically how I understand it that there are people who are solely just recru- recruiting and placing people into these roles. and there are you know people who are playing more than just a recruitment role and they have the ability to advise and influence so there's mm. sort of like two perspectives to look at it am mm. i getting it right that's that's okay. 100% correct yeah 
cool. 100%. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much for for all the world. It's it's always very important uh, for me to to have these discussions with you know people who are actually in the real world because I feel like um, UX design in particular, we can call it UX UI design or product design. Mm within the South African landscape, I think it has been blown way out of the water. And, you know, we have sort of like, we don't really have a good understanding of what um, what people are expected to do. And this type of conversations help people that are listening to this podcast, um, which is mainly people who are, who are getting into US design and want to become product designers. Uh, it really helps them understand what does the real landscape look like because uh, from my experience over the years, like I said, I've been doing this for about 10 years. Um, there is a lot of difference from what you learn, uh, UX design is, and what actually happens in the real world is a whole different, is a whole different ballgame. So it really helps um, for us to have this type of conversations where we have sort of like an inside perspective of what happens behind the curtain when um, businesses are looking at hiring people, how do businesses look at the market at UX designers as a whole? So you know, I appreciate this so much and, and it really helps people out there. Yeah, and you know, Verima, just another thing that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of now is that more and more of you know the banks put it in as a, a requirement for a designer as someone who's able to actually defend their design and their solution. It, 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 in, in as much as a skill like um, in the same way that you're expected to know how to use Envision and Sketch there's an expectation that you know how to defend your solution to stakeholders and not just not, 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 just, not just with your team right? not just explaining your process to your team or to the product owner but actually being able to stand up for your your design, not not in a challenging kind of way, of course. You know, we don't want to be confrontational, but but one who's able to think business-like as well. So mm. I think I think I think what 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 I might maybe wanna what what I might maybe wanna end off with is is probably that one aspect where uh, in a world where we completely eliminate recruiters, shucks, then I'm probably gonna starve. You know, I hope not. <laughs> But I mean, in a world where we completely eliminate recruiters, what we end up doing is, I think, I think it's important for UX, UI slash product designers to start understanding how business thinks. You don't have to necessarily agree with how business thinks. You don't have to necessarily um, say that the way in which they think is right. But when you understand how they think, you'll be in a better position to quote unquote defend your solutions when you are presenting them you already know how they're going to come back with kickbacks and because you have the picture of the user in mind and business doesn't have that picture in mind you know your your, your response isn't well i know how the user thinks only there are other responses that you have come up with because you've taken the time to to know the issues that that business will raise and and, and that sort of thing um, that might even speak to how designers can infiltrate and get into the space of, of, of decision making yeah but thank you so much thank you so much for inviting me i have thoroughly enjoyed myself
Um, it's been so, so exciting. I really hope that you could probably frame another sort of um, interview that might involve, 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 involve us catching up and speaking again. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, and I appreciate definitely. it. Definitely. I would definitely love to have more of these conversations. Obviously, you know, touching on different topics because I think we're just scratching the surface with this conversation that we had today. Uh, to really start understanding how this landscape looks like. Um, the plan is to really have more of these conversations and make sure that, you know, um, they are being heard out there because I feel like there's very little of these real conversations that are actually happening out there that both people who are getting into UX design and people who are looking to hire UX designers um, are not really understanding how the landscape looks like and how they can um, uh, influence and really drive the, the, the change and provide value for for, mm. for, the, for the clients that they are, mm. they are they are being hired you know and also for business to squeeze mm. out that real UX value from the people mm. that they are hiring mm. um, so I totally appreciate um, your time on this um, is there anywhere that you would like uh, people to find you if they would like to get in touch with you and ask you any questions from a recruitment perspective or from yes. a UX perspective? Yes, of course. So um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm on LinkedIn, Lesejo uh, Buyeye. So that's just L-E-S-E-G-O. And the last name is B-U-Y-E-Y-E. I don't think that there's another one. I haven't come across another Lesejo Buyeye. So um, that's definitely that. Uh, just just on that aspect, and I'm 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 very good with my 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 email. So if anyone emails me and maybe wants to have a conversation telephonically, I'm happy to share my my number with them um, once they've reached out to me okay. via LinkedIn. I'm happy to share my email address with them also once they've reached out to me via LinkedIn. And if they don't want to go through the slip of um, LinkedIn, they can always email me on uh seho 1502 at outlook.com so that's just s-e-g-o 1502 at outlook.com i was a teenager when i when i when i created that uh, email address yeah so. i can i can imagine yeah. uh, and what conversations would you like people to actually approach you with because i understand that people listening to this podcast might have a lot of different views what type of conversations would you like would you actually want people to to approach you with that you can help them and uh, create value for um look i think if there are any businesses who are listening and just want uh to have the conversation further on on on, on how it is that they could be employing for value and employing to create and uh, maintain value, I'm more than happy to have the conversation. Uh, if I, if if there are any talent, and it doesn't matter, goodness, what you do, you know, if you if you want to have a chat around um, the sort of stumbling blocks to expect in 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 getting into into the the, the corporate sort of formal working environment i'm more than happy to chat you through those kinds of things um i'm very bad i don't want to lie i'm very bad at uh reviewing people's cvs in order to fix them for them to send them out but i'm more than happy to sit with the person or not sit with them but to review their cv and give them notes on what aspects that they can change on how to make their um 
profiles more also time 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 is a little bit of money not a little bit but time is money so be able to pack a punch within your resume in such a way that it, it drives the message across and and captures a person's attention quick and surely enough um but like i said uh you know uh questions all around life you know um helping people find jobs and helping companies find people to do the jobs is only what i do uh but who i am is 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 is, is, is multifaceted uh, if anyone wants to have conversations on social responsibility and and, and and my take on that more than happy awesome thank you so much lesero so um you've heard it if you would like to reach out to lesero for if you're a business and you are looking for some of the best talent out there she's the person that you want to talk to and you know if you just want to have that conversation around how to do that better you can reach out to her i will definitely put the 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 details that she has given you in the description of this podcast wherever you might be listening to this podcast on uh so that it's much easier to, for you to just click and 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 uh and get to her linkedin and her email and some of the things that she she has given and also if you are looking for sort of like a job and you're looking to get into that space she's more than happy as well to help you with you know um pointing out some notes that you could improve your cv on uh and uh yeah you could just uh, reach out to her for you know um social uh type of conversations on some of her perspectives that she has i mean um i had a conversation with lisa um a week ago i think it was hey lisa yes yes it was <laughs> yes. and uh and yeah we just sort of like uh clicked totally um we spoke about family we spoke about education we spoke about a lot of cool different things so yeah if you want to reach out to lisa you should uh, check out the, the the details in the description of this podcast um thank you so much for joining us and goodbye